Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is I've got a movie to make, week 92 of 116 weeks. I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually miss this feed when it's done. Uh, as much as I dread it at times, but on days like today or weeks like this week, I don't dread it at all. Uh, we got some developments that I'm excited to uh, to report to all of you who are listening to this, and uh, hopefully this is the beginning of uh, these types of, of shows. So uh, I would like to first make uh, state the obvious, which is I am a genius. I uh, I really am. I got a knack. I really do. I got a knack for uh, uh, getting the type of help that uh, I need or a project needs and uh, uh, involving the the right people. And I, I and I say that half jokingly, but honestly, uh, bringing Joe onto the into the into the fold was the, the best thing I could have done to this point because he thinks a lot like I do and uh, he's completely on board. And he sent me uh, an email which I have spent time with and adding to that involves uh, a, a direction which I have not really brought out yet, which, okay, so the the movie, as as I may have alluded to before, a uh, movie for, for vengeance, a movie for vengeance, uh, it, it, it deals with a lot of meta and, uh, it, you know, it, it gets a little zany uh, at the very end. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. But um, I, I wanted to emulate the actual movie, I wanted to mirror the movie in, in bringing on Joe because, uh, you know, we got the, the old, just for the sake of, of this description, the old curmudgeon guy who, uh, who, uh, just wants to get back at his boss, uh, which I know I, I identify with that character a lot, Ben being the lead character. And he, he may or may not, well, he, he's definitely not like you and I, okay, as far as personality goes. He doesn't get high, he doesn't get low. No highs, no lows, he's just very straight and to the point. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've talked about this before. And then there's Dexter, formerly known as Drexel, uh, who is the young black filmmaker, uh, film student, I should say, uh, who teams up with, with Ben. So uh, I, got a, I got a little bit of uh, parallels going on there with Joe, because Joe's a young black uh, film student maker, from uh, from another part of the country, uh, and the fact that he and I are working on this, I, I love the parallels. Now, I, we've already discussed this, but I want to, you know, uh, Ben uh, crews up. He he has crew that uh, are made up mainly of um, mentally challenged. Uh, in, you know, it's not mentally challenged anymore, and I got to get out of the habit of saying it. It just goes to show that you know it's been a while since I've worked with this population, and I miss it. I, I miss working with that population. Quite a bit, but uh, these days, as I'm sure a lot of you listening know, uh, it's intellectually and developmental disability. So it's IDD for short. Uh, doesn't quite roll off the, the tongue, but you know they're always going to have different names for things as we move forward. And, and like I've said before, as soon as the uh, the kids get a hold of it and start using it on the playground, I, I think that's when the higher ups and the scientists and the people that are way smarter than than me and, and most of us uh, realize that they gotta they gotta. Uh, think quick and, and get new, uh, a new name for it because they can't have, have that, you know, you know, like insult, uh, insult, um, uh, imbecile, imbecile used to be an actual, you know, term. I, most of the terms that we call each other, uh, as youngsters were actual terms. A lot of them, uh, were actual things. That, so anyways, I guess mentally challenged was being thrown about the, the monkey bars and, uh, no longer is it, uh, deemed acceptable. So it's intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, down syndrome is still, uh, being used and uh, all right. So what I'm getting at is the crew, Ben's crew, 
is made up of these uh, this population that he volunteers with at an art therapy program. And uh, you, you get the sense that that's uh, that population is the only population that he really feels comfortable around, which I definitely identify with. Uh, I spent a lot of time working with Special, special Olympics um, and growing up. And then um, the best job I've ever had, I still say, is uh, the job that I, I had at a place called Via Esperanza which uh, was, a, was a dormitory for mentally challenged adults. We had 18 of them that, ah, they were mentally challenged adults at the time. Now they are all intellectual and developmental disability, IDD adults, right? Uh, but I, I worked with them on uh, independent living. They lived in this dormitory uh, type uh, structure. It was a dormitory. and it was, it was just the best job I had. I'd get there at five o'clock at night, um, just in time for dinner and I'd help with the dinner and the cleanup. And then, uh, we'd have some things that we do after dinner. Sometimes I would take them like on a field trip, like to horseback riding. Uh, other times, uh, it would just be like an, a night in and, uh, there'd be like TV watching. It was like a big family type thing. Uh, the guys were all in one dormitory and the girls were down the hill at the other dormitory. And, uh, oh my God, why is my alarm going off? And I still say that that's the best job, the most, the most fun I ever had. Uh, with any job that I ever had, I take them to church on Sundays, so I would get there at five, and then you know, do the, the the dinner, and then after after dinner uh, activities, whatever they may be, help them get ready for bed, pajamas on, brush the teeth, all that kind of stuff, and then good night. We had a, I get a bedtime. I can't remember; it's been years, but it was like you know eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. Make sure that they're tucked in, they're they're in their rooms at least with you know. Uh, in getting ready for, for, for sleepy time. And then, uh, I would, uh, sleep over. I would, I would spend the night and then I would wake up at 6 a.m. and get breakfast going for everybody. And then my shift would end at 9 a.m. I think it was. Yeah, nine. So I had the exact opposite of, you know, the nine to five. I had the, the five to nine. And, uh, it was great. I absolutely loved it. I did it for a couple of years and, uh, that's, uh, I, I never worked there again after I broke my back because, I was on leave. I couldn't, you know, work anywhere for a long time. And then I got into radio shortly uh, after that. Radio was my first gig after that gig uh, with Pharrell on the bench. So I miss that population a lot. I have been fortunate enough to work uh, with um, a, a lot of kids that are afflicted. Is that even? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to misstep here because things are so different from when I worked the population. But uh, I, unfortunately, and, it, and it's tragic, but. Uh, Kids with Down syndrome or anyone with Down syndrome, that not only do they have Down syndrome that you know they got to face, uh, and and that's obviously challenging, uh, but also they're much more prone to childhood cancer. So we did have a disproportionate amount of uh, kids with Down syndrome at the camp that I volunteered at for over twenty years before uh, Atticus came along, and I have not been able to uh, step foot in there since uh, Atticus came along. I just don't have the time to to volunteer. You know, seven nine days of my of my life, the wife would not. She, she would not allow it. And I can't blame her because we don't have a nanny. We don't have like living help. So I, I can't just see, uh, all right, hon, you work full time, take care of the boy. I'm, I'm going to go play with other kids. So I miss it. I miss it terribly. I miss working with, uh, I, I miss volunteering really. I, I, I do a lot of, I guess I want to be called volunteering with my own kid, but you know, it really helped me become a decent dad. I think all of those years of experience worth working with, uh, challenges and whatnot. Uh, the reason why I love this population so much, if I haven't been clear, I haven't ever talked about it uh, here before. I don't, I don't like that sound. I'm going to cut that out. <gasps> it's like I was taking in a breath and it would, <gasps> I didn't like it. Maybe I'll leave it in because now you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. Nah, I'm not going to leave it in. Cut it. I just cut it out. I remember I was in seventh, uh, I was in seventh grade when 
uh, it occurred to me for the first time that those uh, individuals that were in what they called special ed at the, at the time, they didn't have any integration. So all these kids were kind of just housed in the special ed program. And the only time we'd see them was like at lunch or like in between periods, you know, walking around from class to class. But uh, I, I remember hanging out with them, spending some time talking to uh, some of them during lunch. And then it came to the point where I was just like having lunch with them on a regular basis. And uh, it occurred to me at that it's a crucial time. Like, you know, seventh grade is like where you begin to come in your own and like, you know, you're, you're kind of becoming more independent than ever before. And you start to develop like a style and uh, this you become self-conscious. I mean, we know, right? We've all been there. Like the 13-year-old, 12, 13 years old is that kind of where it happens. And it made me really uncomfortable. I never really did it that well, uh, naturally anyways. Uh, and that's, I, I think I just, I, I went a little crazy during that time of my life. That's when I started wearing lots of makeup and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was an odd time in my life. I, I should tell you that. I think that if, if I were to go through that today, uh, people would be telling me that I have uh, gender dysmorphia or something. I'm not sure, but I, really I was just a huge Depeche Mode, uh, the cure fan is, is really what, what that was about. But all that aside, I was, I was, I remember hanging out with Timothy, uh, was, was the main guy, Tim Ward. I don't know if I should use his full name. Whatever, Tim Ward. Uh, loved him. Tim was the best. The first time I noticed Tim was when he dressed up for Halloween as um, Teen Wolf, and he like went all out. Tim had uh, Down syndrome. I also uh, ended up getting to know his brother, uh, his younger brother, um, a few years after that, because his brother wasn't going to our school at that time. He was only in fifth or sixth grade or something, but his brother was awesome, too. Uh, he, he did not have Down syndrome, but uh, God, he took such good care of his brother. He's just really touching. Anyways, I, I remember hanging out with these these guys and girls and and loving them because they weren't going through the same stuff that me and my peers were going through, which was a bunch of BS. Really, it was a bunch of fronting. It was a bunch of pretending pretending to be something you weren't. Uh, a lot of lying starts happening right around that time where people are claiming to you know be certain people that they're not or have certain things. And it was just I remember being very dismayed and and uh, upset with. Uh, with the the way uh, my peers were acting and and who they were, and I remember realizing that uh, the the group of kids that were in the special ed program were uh, true to themselves more than I could ever be, and they really didn't have a choice in the matter. They just were into what they were into, and they loved what they did, and they were unashamedly themselves, uh, unapologetically themselves, and I had such huge respect for that, and I loved it. Whether they could choose to be or not uh, wasn't really the point. It's just they were like, for lack of a better term, like they're like almost pure human beings the way that I would see them. And I, I, they were straight shooters. I always knew where I was standing with them. So I, I became not only friendly, but I uh, asked if I could volunteer uh, with that program. They, uh, they said no. I was a problem child in that school. They had a point system. You start off with 200 points, and every time you do anything wrong, like that's minus five points or minus 10 points, uh, depending on the severity of your actions. Uh, I graduated. I left middle school with negative 270-some-odd points. I, I was I, – and they posted it too, which is really dumb. Every, everyone in, in the school uh, would be listed on, the, on this long, long sheet that was posted outside – like in a quad area behind, you know, plexiglass. And you could see weekly updates as, as to who uh, had the most points, which the, the higher ups were very foolish, very stupid in thinking that uh, any of us would be rooting each other on or giving each other uh, respect for having lots and lots of points. Uh, I realized early on that uh, the less points I had, probably the, the bigger my reputation for a bad boy would be. So I uh, had no problem at all with uh, getting 
uh, less, uh, lots of points taken away from me. Uh, I wasn't allowed to go on like their, their Disneyland trip for eighth graders once I got there, which didn't bother me at all because I had no intention of ever doing that. Uh, and I wasn't allowed to do the graduation, which I, you know, graduating from eighth grade was nothing that I was um, going to be that excited about. I should also say that I, I had very good grades, but I had very, very, anyways, not the point. The point is this. I wanted to, to, cause they did have a volunteer program, which, uh, was great. And I asked if I could volunteer and they said, absolutely not. You have very, very few points and you're not allowed to use all the point systems. I'm like, all right, fine. Uh, I will go do it on my own, which, uh, led to me working with special Olympics, which, uh, was fantastic working. And it wasn't even just the IDD, uh, uh, what was called mentally challenged at the time, a population, but, uh, it was also, uh, kids who had, just some physical uh, issues as well. And it was, it was heartbreaking, but at the same time, it was great working um, and, and, and just getting to know these people as people. And so that I wouldn't just see somebody like walking in a mall who had, you know, had walked with a severe limp and, you know, you could tell like that they, they weren't um, as capable. You can hear that I'm, I'm really careful because I don't want to like, piss anybody off or say the wrong thing or sound ignorant, honestly, because I, I, it has been a while. The last job I had in this field was uh, the applied behavioral analysis. Uh, and that was where I was working with independent um, living uh, people who lived on their own in their apartments. A lot of time it was SI, SI check, SSI checks, uh, but I would go there and help them with uh, banking, you know, writing checks, uh, making sure they're doing their laundry properly. I, I kind of almost like a, a glorified babysitter, but I would take lots of notes and help them in one. Anyways, um, the point is this. I am getting to a place where I realized, thanks to Joe, kind of putting this in front of me, that uh, I can kind of possibly, with this project, cross the two worlds and stay super meta. So what I was saying is Ben, he has volunteers with this group in the, in the movie, right? And he uses this group of friends, this connection that he has uh, to uh, crew up, to, you know, get gaffers and light lighting people. And like he, he shows them and he and uh, Dexter show them, you know, train them a little bit and show them what to do on set. And uh, they are a big part of the movie. Like they're on set for when they're making this movie uh, in the movie. And, that's an idea to do in reality as well, to actually crew up, not necessarily with people I know because it's, I've, I've lost touch with all, almost all the people I know since I broke my back at that home. And every time I run into, I, I do, I still do run into one of the guys, Grant. Uh, he works at a Ralph's not too far from me. And, uh, he, he, he tells me in very, very matter of fact, almost comical fashion when I asked, when I, when I last saw him, Probably about, it was during the pandemic, so it was probably about six months ago, and I decided to, I, I mustered up the strength to ask him about um, some of the people that I miss most, and uh, it, the way that Grant <laughs> told me that they were dead was just, it was just so flat and to the point, oh no, he's dead, yeah, he died, he died years ago. No, that guy, yeah, he's dead too. Yeah, she, she died, yeah. So I, pretty much everyone I asked about, and I just stopped after like the fourth person. I'm like, I don't want to hear about any more deaths. Lance was one of my favorites. He had Down syndrome, and he was the the uh, the oldest living uh, guy with Down syndrome like west of the Mississippi or something. Like he was, I, I almost considered him famous. Lance Bartlett. Oh, why am I using their full names? But I love Lance so much. I didn't even ask about Lance because I know that Lance must be gone too. But here's the point. Uh, there are... There are groups, uh, there are, are uh, 
consultants, as you'd imagine, uh, who, who work with this population. And there are groups that help you crew up with um, certain people from this population. So uh, the idea of of continuing to mirror uh, the movie that we're making on the other side of the camera, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm more jacked and enthused than I have been in a while. Uh, and you know, just pushing forward, I, I have to do a couple of rewrites um, just because there are some things I – I know that people get very sensitive and I don't want to at least come off like I'm being insensitive uh, because there are some things in the script that I, I think people that are, are really entrenched in, in that world uh, as advocates would see as insensitive, even though they're written from real life experiences that I've had. But uh, I, I, I have a feeling that if, if I show anyone uh, on the spectrum or with IDD, uh, or both, uh, doing anything negative, it will be misconstrued as exploitative, which is not the look that I'm looking for, especially when trying to, uh, go down this path. So anyways, that's a, that's a real development. I probably the biggest development I've had since, um, in the last few months, but especially since bringing on Joe, yeah, I guess the last big development was bringing on Joe, which I wasn't totally, uh, forthright with because I wasn't sure uh, how cool Joe would be with, uh, uh, yeah, having, you know, you, I always try and be careful not to just bandy people's na- names about. So anyhow, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm excited. If you have any uh, ideas or, uh, you know, foundations or, or you have any experience, uh, doing anything like, like this, uh, please do let me know. And, you know, I like the idea of, of going real hard and having a number of people, uh, involved on, on the program. Uh, I mean, on, in the, um, on set and, and working behind the camera. Uh, but there are obviously people that I am going to have to work with that I want to work with again. And that was part of like an, uh, like a spoken, uh, contract that I came up with, with a lot of people who helped me with groupers, uh, behind the camera, uh, literally in the camera department with Mickey and whatnot. And, uh, with, with, with uh, post and, and I, there's promises that I'm going to keep. And those people aren't, don't have IDD, but, uh, wherever I can crew up, uh, where it makes sense, I'm going to. And it's, it's it, like I said, I, the idea of being able to prep and, and actually be on set and, and, and work with this population again for the first time in years. Uh, I, I love it. I really, really hope that, uh, this, this goes down the, the road that I'm imagining it can. All right. Thanks for listening and, uh, talk at you next week for week 93. Bye-bye.